tomorrow is St. Valentine's Day, the day that we celebrate love. And I was thinking, what a wonderful topic. Let's talk about the five love languages of our children, how we can speak their language of love. On this episode, you are going to discover your child's primary love language, how to speak their love language, how to calm them down from tantrums by understanding the way they like to give and receive love, and how this topic of love languages is interconnected with the topic of discipline. And as well, I'm going to cover a few myths about children's love languages that people may have misconceptions about. At the end of this episode, you will be fully equipped to understand and speak your child's love language. I'm Rachel and I'm Marcela and you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Welcome to another episode here on the Parenting with Understanding podcast. And today we are talking about the five love languages. So according to Gary Chapman, he's the author of the five love languages. He found in his career that people have five primary ways to receive and give love. He was a couple therapists, and then he found that all humans, including children, have one of two of these love languages, and they prefer one of two of them as well. So what are love languages? Love languages are the way that we express and we like to receive affection. And according to him, this is called love languages because it's basically we are talking different languages if we speak the language of love differently. And this could create, in some cases, miscommunication and disconnection. And we are going to talk today how that pertains to our relationship with our children and our parenting in general. So there are five love languages. We have gifts. We have acts of service. We have physical touch, we have words of affirmation, and we have quality time. That's my primary love language. So we usually like to give and receive love in all those five love languages. If somebody gives me a gift, I like that. However, we always preferred one over all the other ones. And we feel the most loved when that love language is spoken to. For example, my husband's love language is acts of service and my love language is quality time. I feel connected, appreciated, and at some degree loved when he brings me my breakfast 
or when he serves me in some kind of way. But I feel really, really loved when he just wants to hang out with me and talk to me over any act of service that he would do for me. So it's the same thing for our children. They have one primary way that they like to give and receive love. And if we talk or we speak our love language to them, the love language that we vibe with the most and is not their love language, then their love tank could start getting a little depleted. If my husband spends all his time, all the quality time that he could give me doing things for me, I would not feel so loved. I remember when the twins were babies, the first summer, they were born in March. And the first summer, he said, I have a great idea. I want to give you a covered patio. We have a patio, but it wasn't covered. And that was his big way of expressing his big love through this big act of service. So what happened? The whole summer... The whole time that he was in summer break from school, he was a school counselor, he was building a covered patio and I felt resentful. <laughs> I felt resentful towards his love language because my love language of quality time was being depleted because he was very busy speaking his love language to me. I appreciated the covered patio, but I would have felt more loved if he would have spent that time with me and our baby twins. So with our children, if we speak to them our love language, they feel connected, they will feel bonded. However, if it's not their love language, their love tank starts to get a little depleted. One of my sons, his love language is physical touch. My love language is quality time. Well, if we go on a bike ride, if we play basketball, if we play a board game, I would feel really, really loved, but he would not feel as loved. So he needs to come from the bike ride and playing the basketball and playing the board game to being on my lap and getting tickles on his back and hugs. He doesn't like hisses so much, but he likes cuddles because that's the way that he likes to receive love. If I don't provide that for him, if I say, well, come on. I mean, we were just one hour playing basketball. That is not enough for him. And these as well, when we have two different love languages, this sometimes creates false narratives in parents' minds of my child is clingy, when you're speaking one language and they're demanding the other language. Or my son, my daughter is demanding where you're speaking a language and they're demanding another language. Or they're too much or they're just annoying. Whatever story that we create about our kids, it could be just a love language miscommunication. We're trying to pour our love language onto them my husband trying to pour his love language onto them, cooking for them, blowing their bike tires, doing something nice for them. And for them, that just feels like acts of service, not like real, genuine love. Because one of my son's love language 
is physical touch. And the other one is quality time. So I'm saying all that to say that this is the reason why it's so important to know and understand what our children's primary love language is. Because those behaviors of being clingy, quote-unquote clingy or demanding, all those little behaviors, including aggression, could be just their way of saying, hey, my love tank is depleted. I know you love me so much, but please don't love me through acts of service or not as much. Use some of that time to cuddle me, to hug me, to make a little gift for me, to give me words of affirmation or whatever love language is. That's just considering that if your love language is acts of service. So I have to learn to speak my children's love language. I had to learn. You have to train yourself because it does not come natural for you. Hugging all the time and cuddling all the time, that does not come natural for me. And sometimes it kind of feels annoying. <laughs> and you know what? If it gets to the point that it feels annoying to me, I set the boundary. I don't have to go beyond my limits, considering that I'm a neurodivergent person as well. However, one thing is to feel really annoyed, almost borderline, dysregulated, upset. And another thing is this doesn't quite fit my personality. <laughs> it does not come that natural to me. It feels kind of awkward but I'm going to do it because it's their love language. One thing is a little stretch, and another thing is this is really bothering me. So you have to know what your boundary is and communicate it as well. I'm clear about my child's love language. That's great. Or, Marcela, I'm not that clear. Help me out. How do I find out? The easiest way to find out your child's love language is by asking them. How do you feel love? How do you know mommy loves you? How do you know daddy loves you? Ask them and they will tell you. If they say, well, I know you love me because you give me gifts. <laughs> or I know you love me because you like to play with me quality time. I know that you love me because you tell me that I'm cute. Words of affirmation. I know that you love me because you hug me. Physical touch. So there you go. Or I know that you love me because you help me do my homework. Acts of service. There you go. Ask them, Marcela, but my child doesn't have the language skills. What do I do in this case? In that case, you have to observe what's the thing that they're demanding the most through their behaviors. For my son, when he was younger, the one whose love language is physical touch, I remember him getting very like into my personal space, into me, a lot, a lot, on my lap, on my back, trying to climb up my head. Like he was always by my leg. The other one wasn't like that. And they're twins. So why are they demanding the most? If they are on a swing and they're all the time showing off their skills. And mom, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look, you see this? Why are they looking for validation? Yes, for words of affirmation. If they are quality time, how does my son demand his quality time? He asks to play with me or he says, hey, come on, let me show you something. And then he tries to involve me in the things that he's doing. 
or he complains about it. You're all the time, mom, on that computer, which is true in a way because I run an online business from home full time. So for many hours, I'm in my computer. And at the same time, it's his way of saying, hey, quality time, quality time. So whatever they're demanding the most, that's their primary love language. But it's so hard, Marcela, because they kind of demand everything. According to Gary Chapman, Leo kids are developing their primary love language. So they may bounce back and forth between one and the other. Some days they might prefer more physical touch and other days they might prefer more quality time. And some other days they might be more into asking you to help them until they establish what their preferred love language is. So it's kind of like if you have Leo kids kind of looking what they are into this week. Understanding and speaking our children's love language is essential to build a healthy relationship and a genuine connection with them. Now, if you have multiples, you may fall into a trap. And the trap is that it may seem to you that the one whose primary love language is the same as yours is more easygoing. You connect with them more, you buy with them more, and unconsciously you start playing favorites. I have to be very conscious and aware about that because one of my sons, his primary love language, Miguel's love language, is quality time. And I love being next to that boy. He's so much fun for me because he gravitates towards looking to spend time with me and I like spending time with him and with all the people I love. But if they're looking to spend time with me, for me, that speaks love. That's how I feel loved. So I love when he tells me, hey, let's do this together. Let's build this. And then they... It's almost like a certain kind of intimacy and emotional intimacy that I have with him. And then I have to be very aware that I cannot fall in the trap of playing favorites because my other son is watching and he is not going to ask me to play with him. He's going to roll on my lap and ask me to rub his back. So I have to be aware of the two and keep a balance. So if one of your children's primary love language is acts of service, let's just go for that one. And then your love language is acts of service. You may feel and see that child and like, wow, they're so helpful. They really love me. They appreciate the things I do for them. Oh, look at how he put his plate on the dishwasher. Look at him and start despising the other ones or comparing him comparing her with the other ones when he's just speaking your very same love language. I speak Spanish and I gravitate towards speaking to people who speak Spanish to me. <laughs> when I wait for the twins at school drop-off, I kind of hear the ladies and the ones that I hear they're speaking Spanish, I go and I say hi. If I have to choose, I would choose the ones that would speak Spanish to me just because it comes out natural. It comes out easy. It's the same thing with the love language. So be careful about that. Did you know that you can utilize your child's love language to calm down 
tantrums, to calm down hitting, to calm down biting, to calm down big behavior? Yes, you can. So if you've been thinking, how do I get my child to stop tantruming? It's not about how do I get my child to stop tantruming, it's how do I help my child feel calm? And guess how they feel calm when they feel love and connected? Exactly. We can use their love language. Now, I see a lot of love language miscommunication among parents and children just because I'm a parenting coach and I talk to parents every single day in HIC parenting education. And one of the most common things, let me know in the comments if you're watching from YouTube this podcast episode, parents telling me, but I tried to offer a hug and they reject me. So how am I supposed to regulate and calm them down? Do you relate to that? Well, if possible, maybe have you considered that your child's primary love language is not physical touch? My love language is not physical touch. And if I'm sad, if I'm down, I don't want my husband hugging me. Leave me alone for a little bit, just alone in a sense of physically alone, but I still know I can count on you and call you when I need you, that kind of alone. So use their love language to calm them down. Some other people may say, oh, I heard on YouTube, on TikTok, that I should validate my child's feelings when they are in that big tantrum. Wait a second. That might set them off even more. That might make them even more upset if their love language is not words of affirmation. They might feel it and hear it annoying. Stop telling me all these things. I just need to breathe and give me a hug. That's all I need because my love language is physical touch, not words of affirmation. That's parenting with understanding. That's our methodology understanding what our children need and give it to them. That's what we do in six months of coaching with our clients. They come with, my child does this, my child does that. How do I get them to do this? How do I stop them from doing this? To, okay, let's stop for a second and let's understand what's underneath all those behaviors. And from there, then we equip them with a better plan to meet those children's needs so the behaviors take care of themselves. That's parenting with understanding. And that's what we do in six months of coaching with our clients. It's a very personalized experience. So yeah, that's what we do in HIC parenting. Let's talk about the topic of discipline connected to love languages. This one is really important. And listen to me, the most harmful form of punishment for a child is the punishment that directly touches their love language. Just imagine for a second, a child whose love language is physical touch being spanked. A child who connects words of affirmation with love being yelled at and belittled. A child who connects gifts with love being told you're not going to get Christmas gifts this year. A child who connects quality time with love saying, hey, because you were rude to me before, we're not going to go out for ice cream. I'm not going to be with you. They don't hear ice cream. They hear, I don't want you. They hear, I don't love you. That's what they hear. 
Imagine a child whose love language is acts of service. They connect acts of service with love coming from school and all their toys being in a garbage bag because the parent made the executive decision to throw all the toys away that were found on the floor because they didn't pick up the night before. Oh my gosh, that's going to be devastating for this acts of service child. So don't use their love language to punish your children the other way around. I know parenting is hard. I know that sometimes we feel like my children won't listen unless I help. If you are that at that point, you can master your calm. There are three simple yet very effective skills that we teach our coaching clients. And you don't have to be one of our coaching clients to have these skills, to get rid of the yelling, to get rid of the guilt, to master your calm and reconnect with your children at that very stressful moment without losing the reins on discipline. Myself and other HIC parenting coaches, we came in and in three days, we trained you in these three skills in the Break the Yelling Cycle Crash Course. This is a self-paced crash course that is designed with the goal that in three days you are going to gain all the tools to manage your emotions so you don't take it onto your kids and to gain the tools to be able to communicate a lot more effectively with your children without having to yell so they feel that they can see you and hear you and not just that, understand you and follow what you're saying. That's the Break the Yelling Cycle Crash Course that, by the way, all Valentine's Week is in Valentine's Week sale, 50% off. If you want to access it, all you have to do is go to hicparenting.com forward slash workshops, or you can open the description of this podcast episode and the link is there. You fill out your information and you get immediate access to this three-day crash course. You can take it on the weekend. If you don't want to take it now, but you can save it for next month, you can do so because it is self-paced. You have lifetime access. You get to keep all the materials and you will have a stellar training on emotional regulation, anger management, and more effective communication so you can continue the rest of 2024 with the tools that you need to just have a more peaceful relationship with your child. This crash course comes with three days of video lessons. It comes with three workbooks and it comes with three pre-recorded coaching sessions between myself or some of our other HIC coaches and our coaching clients who were looking to break free from their yelling cycle as well. Okay, so let's address some common misconceptions when it comes to love languages, because I've heard them all. I've heard many of them. And I'm going to go love language by love language. The love language of gifts. Quote, unquote, this love language creates spoiled brats. If I give my child a gift outside of birthday and Christmas, they're going to grow up entitled. Okay, my friends. So if you 
have this belief. This is a belief rooted in a childhood wound. Possible growing up, you grew up with not much. You grew up without even having the option to ask for a gift or to even try to demand anything. And if you did, then you were labeled as ungrateful, as you have to be grateful for what we have because this is all we have. So now when you see your children demanding their love language of gifts, asking you for their love language of gifts at Target, waiting at the line at Walmart, then this belief of that spoiled may come up to you just because of this childhood wound. The love language of quality time. My child is clingy. My child is demanding. And this comes up because we grew up with the misconception that antagonizes children's need for attention. And I would not say attention is a need itself. It's the mechanism that children and any human uses to meet their needs. The needs that they cannot meet on their own. I mean, I could love myself a lot, but I still need to feel loved by others. And I ask for it if I don't get it. The same way with our children. The difference with adults and children is that children manifested through behaviors. If that's their love language, quality time, they might manifest it through following you to the bathroom, putting their little fingers under the door <laughs> and demanding you to get out right away so they can be next to you. And it could create that misconception of my child is so clingy, my child is so demanding, and they're just asking for the love language of quality time. The love language of acts of service. My child is a spoiled brat, they're lazy when they demand this love language or I'm enabling them. They're going to become too dependent if I serve them so much, if I tie their shoes, if I make their beds, if I brush their teeth. Independence is the ability of being able to do something on your own. My husband, he's an independent man who can make his own breakfast, but his love language is acts of service. So as much as he's able and independent to make his breakfast, he loves when I make it for him. He loves it and he appreciates it and he feels loved. Now, with children, the story is a little bit different because those very same desires of being served seem as they're dependent, they're spoiled brats, they're lazy, and they're not. So we just need to see. Is it that my child doesn't know how to tie their shoes and I need to teach them so they have the skill? Or is it that they just want to be served that way? The love language of words of affirmation. My child is a show off. They just want to perform. I mean, they're too much. They're drama queens. This is rooted in a childhood wound that comes from the general belief that children are to be seen and not heard. And even if now we do have that belief that children should be heard when they are demanding to be heard and using their voice, that unconscious pattern of belief ingrained in us come up and it seems to us that they are a show off when they're not. The love language of physical touch is similar to the quality time one. 
parents may end up believing that their children are too much, too clingy, just because they're asking through their body for that love language. As adults with that love language may say, hey, can I have a hug? I need a hug. A child sometimes, maybe, but most of the time they're just on your personal space. And that's how they communicate that love language. So recognizing your child's love language and speaking their love language is so important for them to feel loved, connected, and fully bonded with you. If this episode helped you, could you please leave us a positive review and let us know how this episode helped you, how the Parenting with Understanding podcast in general has helped you. That helps us get to other parents so we can fulfill our mission of bringing peace to your parenting and helping you raise emotionally healthy children. If you have not followed us, what are you waiting for? At High Impact Club, you can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. And if you want to know more about HIC Parenting Education, hicparenting.com, you can find over there free and paid resources as well to bring peace to your parenting. Remember, it only takes understanding of yourself and of your children to transform your parenting. I'll see you next time. Bye.